0: Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, where we explore the Catholic faith as it's experienced in church and in everyday life. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino, and along with our guests, we discuss the Catholic take on everything from sacraments and Sunday Mass to social media and sports, based on CatholicPhilly.com's award-winning news and commentary. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. Our editor, Matt Gambino, is on assignment, but he joins us in spirit. Just before he opened the Second Vatican Council, Pope John Twenty-Third said that the Church wishes to be the Church of all, and especially the Church of the poor. Well, what exactly does it mean then to be poor? The answer may sound obvious, but there are actually several different kinds of poverty. And to give us some insight on that, we've invited Father Arthur Picaro into the studio. Father Art is a member of the Augustinian Order and the acting vice president for mission and ministry at Villanova University, where he's also a professor of theology. He spent over 40 years in the mission fields of South America, where he lived among the poorest of the world's poor. So this is a topic that he knows firsthand. Father Art, welcome.
1: Thank you very much, Dean. It's a pleasure to be here with you again.
0: It is great to have you back in the studio. And I have to say, I think it's somewhat providential that we're having this conversation after an internationally renowned economist whose name is Raghuram Rajan has warned that capitalism itself is under serious threat since it stopped providing for the masses. So the issue of Poverty and its impact is very much on the world's radar these days. And with that said, let's start with the essentials. What exactly is poverty?
1: poverty. You don't have to ask anybody who is poor what is poverty. When we hear the word poverty, we immediately jump to, in our minds, material poverty. That's what comes to mind, and it touches our heart. But that's not the only type of poverty that we discover in Scripture what's part of our faith. But to be poor is not fun. I was brought up in the Bronx. My father was a policeman. My mother worked. There were four children. We had food on the table, but there were others who even had much less And I thought that was poverty. But living in the Andes, living in the coastal area in Peru for many years, I discovered more about what is poverty. And poverty moves your heart. Whatever you have, you want to share. Who can bear looking at somebody who is hungry? Seeing a child who is unable to study because he or she hasn't eaten. They can't concentrate. They get dizzy they can't learn. Those first six months after birth, how significant it is for the ability to learn later on and to not have the essentials. So I'm not going to be able to fulfill my vocation as a human being to be more fully alive, more fully human. I am treated as less.
0: And it is an attack on human dignity, that kind of poverty.
1: Without a doubt, Gina, I'd like to use the word rather than poverty. It is poverty. It's impoverished. It's active. Somebody has done it. God did not do this. As you say, this is inimical to God's will. This is sin. This is evil. The church throughout history has always declared that material poverty is wrong, is not the will of God. Then where does it come from? And as I come home from the missions many times asking for support so we're able to do what we can do, many people, I had no idea. I had no idea people live like this. How can I help? So it's not that we're indifferent, but many times we simply choose to believe that all people have the same opportunities which we have had and that's not the case and rationally we know that and when we see a picture we see it and it moves us but to understand material poverty as sinful that is the action of some people selfishness lack of concern For other people, it's treating others as though they were worth less because they live in a foreign country or they speak a foreign language. The color of their skin is different. Their educational background is different. So it's separating exactly the opposite of what God is and who we are called to be. God is communion. God is Trinity. God is love. And we limit that when we treat people as though they were worth less.
0: And that touches on the systemic nature of poverty because if poverty is something that is done to someone, this material material poverty, you'll have individuals say, well, I am not denying you food, maybe not directly, but by being part of a larger system or not being active enough to change that system, you are impoverishing someone.
1: Exactly. Because we are not indifferent to one another, we are related. If God is relationship, God is love and love is generative. God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We say it as we sign at the cross every day. And if we believe that God is relationship, then you and I, image and likeness of God, are called to relate so that I'm not an individual. And many times in American society, we treat one another as individuals. Me and my God leave me alone and forget about other people. We're not, we're persons. The difference between personal and individual is I am called to relationship. That's who I am. Augustine said it You have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. That's our challenge to relate to everybody. And we can't relate to everybody in the same ways, but the challenge my relationship before God. God loves me do I love myself? Many people do not. They consider themselves worth less. And we look at others, we consider some people worth more. No. Before God, we all have the same dignity. We are challenged to be, for one another, the image and likeness of God. So, how I love myself, how I love others, how I relate to nature itself. Do I treat nature, the rest of creation, as a steward, or am I here to take advantage of and therefore others will suffer because I have chosen. So to consider God as relationship and me as a person and poverty as personal, not indifferent to it and not that happens to other people. It is not provoked by laziness. It's not provoked by indifference. Poverty Is active. It's impoverishment because of the way I live. Other people live the way they live. That we're all in this together. That's repeated so often in scripture and so often throughout history in the social doctrine of the church. We are in this together. We are building a better world together for all. It's not just for us. But when we close our mind and close our doors, we close our hearts and we don't reach out to others.
0: Now, some people would say, speaking of the scriptures, well, wait a minute. Jesus was all about the poor and poor people are holier and they're not going to have many. Blessings, maybe in this life, but, you know, in the next life, everything's going to be great. And in some periods of human history, that was really vaunted by a lot of Christians, so called Christians, who said, well, you know, it's fine to treat these people, these laborers, as we will, because their blessings will be many in the next life. The poor you will always have with you, one of the most misquoted verses from the Bible. What are the other forms of poverty? Because I think that's part of the confusion is that we don't fully dissect what poverty is. And there are two other forms.
1: Exactly. As I say, my mind, and I think most people naturally, jumps to material poverty because it moves us. It startles us. And we say, what can I do about it? The second type of poverty, which very frequently is confused with material poverty, is what Jesus was talking about. It's spiritual poverty. And it's not poverty that I do not have a spiritual life. That's not spiritual poverty. That's something else. Spiritual poverty is realizing that all is gift. Exactly what I was saying about nature. Everything. Our daily life, our sustenance is gift of God. And if it's given, it's given to all for everybody. If God has given me, you, us, some gifts, they're given to me, not for me. They're given to me to share as God shares with me. Which when I make myself God and I cut off everybody else, I forget that I am an instrument of the communion, which is God. The challenge to be an instrument of sharing... So spiritual poverty is saying, I cannot do this without you. Utter dependence on God, abandonment to God's rule in our life. Give us this day our daily bread. Do we really mean it when we say it? When we do prayer before meals, are we really grateful? Or do we think we put that food on the table? So spiritual poverty is saying, I recognize you, God. I need you. And as I knew you, others as well. Bless others as you blessed me. So the challenge then is that third type of poverty. Material poverty, absolute evil, not the will of God. Inimical to what God wants and created the world for. Spiritual poverty, perfect. This is sainthood. This is the beautiful life which we all seek and which God seeks for us. How to get there.
0: You can be spiritually poor and still be very blessed with the world's wealth and use it in a way to benefit others. Is that correct?
1: Exactly, because it's an attitude. It's not easy. That's what Jesus said. You know, it's harder for a camel to get through the eye of a needle. But the fact of the matter is, many wonderful people and wealthy people in different ways have been extremely generous, giving entirely of themselves. And that's not always giving material goods. It's sharing who you are. So. Even if I'm very generous with my material goods, and yet I'm not relying on God, think of me how good I am. I'm not like those people over there. This is not spiritual poverty. This is poor in spirit. They're really poor spiritually. But spiritual poverty is out of reliance on God. It's gift. Thank God. Thank you for giving this to me to share with others. So many saints throughout history have been those people who have been able to see and, and give thanks to God and, and share. So being wealthy is not a sin. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so capitalism? No, not necessarily. What we need is the attitude which God has when God gives good gifts. He's not giving it to me to reward me. He's giving it to me to share with others. So it's not that gospel of feeling good, of being well. The gospel challenges me to share.
0: It's like the water that flows as opposed to the water that stagnates. And it eventually
1: will stagnate. That's why I'm not surprised the, the current challenge to capitalism, because it does. It stagnates. It only gets so far. None of us are wealthy, because nobody considers themselves wealthy. We never have enough. We always want more. That's God in us. But wanting more to have it for myself? No. Wanting more to share it. This is who God is. Jesus came and shared his entire life with us. Died on the cross exactly as he was born, naked. Nothing. And our challenge then is in the face of having, at our beck and call, the ability to have a good life, not sharing that. The third type of poverty is voluntary poverty. Realizing that the first, material poverty, is not the will of God, and spiritual poverty, the second type, is utter reliance on God of everybody always. Well, the third is then, okay, what can we do about it? I am called to share all that I am and all that I have, just as God has shared with me. Does that mean becoming poor materially? Not necessarily. God created us to live fully, a full human life, life to the full, that's why Jesus came but he wants that for everybody and it's a challenge so if i have too much and how many of us going to our closets can admit that we don't have too much
0: you've been in my closets clearly <laughs> <laughs> and my own <laughs>
1: yeah we all because it's so it's so easy to become comfortable and forget that All of this, God wants, and you and I want, for everybody. So it's creating the the structure which will allow us to share as God shares with us freely, abundantly, so that everybody can have a more full life.
0: We're out of time, but I want to take up how the church can live out this poverty and this preferential option for the poor. So will you stay with us so that we can dive a little deeper into this?
1: That would be great, yes.
0: Father Art Picaro, thank you so much. We look forward to joining you next time where we can really break this open. Thank you so much. God bless.
1: Thank you, you too.
0: So you've heard our thoughts. What about yours? Reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Catholic Philly or visit us online at CatholicPhilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. And until next time, may God bless and keep you. This podcast has been a production of CatholicPhilly.com, music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at CatholicPhilly.com. Um.